Blog Talk Radio. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Hi everyone, this is Chatting with Nat, this is Natalie Ching, this is Natalie Jean, and today we have the honor of having singer-songwriter producer Liv Byrne, Liv Byrne, sorry, trying to do things too quickly. Liv Byrne is a 20-year-old singer, songwriter, and producer based in New York City. Originally from South Florida, Liv has been writing and performing music since she was eight years old. She's heavily influenced by artists like Daniel Caesar, Ariana Grande, Jeremy Zucker, Black Bear, Alina Baraz, and Doja Cat. Her unique voice, vulnerable lyrics, and simple yet deeply thought-out production is what makes Liv so special. Let's give her a round of applause. Hi. Hi. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I had to put the um. I had to put the the my small little hands don't do you justice, so you have to have the loud clapping. Oh my God, I felt so special in that moment. Thank you so much. Listen, then I did what was right. That's what I'm thinking. Um. (laughs) So, how have you been? Since we last spoke yesterday, I think, I think it was yesterday. <laughs> I've been good. I hung out with someone that I've been wanting to hang out with for a while, and it was a good time. And so just good vibes going into this morning and going into this day. All right. I love to hear that. Now, when we last spoke yesterday on IG Live, you talked about a process that you're going through that's been really helping you um, get through certain things um, through through your life. Because there's, I guess there's been dark periods for you now, for you, but now you're in more of a light period, full of light. Tell us about that. Uh, yeah, I mean the pandemic, I assume, has been rough on everyone in a plethora of different ways, and at least for me, music has definitely been a way for me to deal with things that I've been putting off for years and really starting to become more self-aware and uh, just a better person all around. But you've always been a good person, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, uh, <laughs> you know, I grew up in a, in a, ah, in a better, you know. No, I, I get yeah. it. I get it. I think that what people seem to miss out on is that we are always evolving. We are always learning. It's almost like when you have a couple that's been together, a married couple or people that has been dating for several years. You know, I personally don't believe in forever unless people grow together. Because nine times out of ten, you know, people do grow apart. And if you're not willing to grow together, then it's not going to work. And that means that we're always evolving. You know, there are things in our lives that, that make us change because of something that we learned, something that we experienced. Um, and sometimes those things can uh, make us better people because we're learning from those experiences 
So kudos to you for, um, you know, finding yourself, so to speak, and getting to a place where your life is extremely content. Because content is what we need to be, even though we are in this great situation called um, the pandemic. Now, how do you like live streaming? You know, I've spoken to a lot of different artists about live streaming. Some people say, oh, I don't really like it. Um, more specifically, the bands that need to rock out. I mean, they're loud, and so they can't actually do it unless they do like a little small acoustic version of what they normally loud at. Um, so how has your experience been in regards to live streaming? I feel like live streaming is definitely more nerve-wracking than live performance because I think when it comes to live performances, the moment before you step on that stage or wherever it is that you're performing, you Mm -hmm. get a little bit nervous. And then, like, by the end of your time, you're in your happy place and, you know, you're just enjoying the moment. Whereas with a live stream, you know, I'm playing the music off of my computer or off of a device, and I'm singing along as I'm staring at myself in my phone camera, and it's just, I don't know, it's a different type of nervousness. You're like on FaceTime with yourself, but people are watching. <laughs> yeah, um, my experience has been this. I never used to do it till I got hooked up with B-squared management, and, you know, there are some moments where there were a lot of people. There are some moments where there are few people. There were moments where I was singing to myself, but guess what? It allowed me to practice my music. <laughs> so um, it was interesting. You know, since it's almost like, like you said, it's almost like you're singing to yourself, which was an experience. I mean, we have to love ourselves, you know. So why not sing to yourself and, um, and just be like, oh, yeah, you know, I like that girl that I'm singing to right there. I think that's a positive thing to do. Um, what is your favorite song of yours to perform and why? Well, I've only ever performed one of my original songs, and it was a little, it wasn't right for the environment. So I don't know. I, I hope that I am able to find that out in the next coming months and stuff. You know, hopefully as things start to open up more, I can do some live performances. And I could really figure out which one of my songs is my personal favorite. All righty. I like that. I like that. Now, how important is it for you to be an authentic artist, an authentic person, to reveal everything that is about you? I mean, you don't have to reveal all the personal stuff only if you want to, but how important is it for you to write authentically? Um. I I think you should write authentically for who you are in that moment. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I'm not ready to open up. And so right. my song will be a sort of exaggeration of real life events. So it's not the honest, authentic truth, but it's the truth I'm willing to tell in that moment. And so I, I think it's, I don't really, I don't know if it's super important. I mean, obviously, when you're extremely vulnerable and authentic and you just lay it on the line, that's great music. But I've also heard great music where the whole plot of the song was just simply made up and it's not based off personal events, you know? So I 
I don't know if that's necessarily super important. I think the most important part is making sure the story that you're telling in the song, that the lyrics do it justice and the production does it justice. And obviously your vocal production and your overall performance of the song is doing the story justice. Mm. Very smart. Very smart. But one of the things I realized about music in, 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 in our t- today's world and what we're dealing with, a lot of people need that authenticity. Because, because if you look at the music world, um, what's being pushed out onto the radio is always mainstream music. And I'm not, like I say, I don't like to poo-poo mainstream music, but it's always the same darn stuff all the time. It, it, for me, it's repetitive. For me, it just sounds like the same thing, you know, saying it a different way. And so the world is craving something they can relate to. You know, if I look at a Justin, I like Justin Bieber. You know, people like to poo-poo on him. I love his music. But at the same time, some of it, a lot of his music is just not relatable. There's one song that he did, and I don't know the title. I can't remember the title of it, but where he gets extremely deep, and I can appreciate that. A lot of mainstream artists don't write their own music. Independent artists do. They, they delve deep into their soul to bring out something beautiful and creative and something that they've been through throughout life. So that's why I can appreciate independent artists a lot more. Um, I read somewhere that you know, Beyonce had a song that had 12 writers on there. Who's making money on that song? Why do you need that many writers on a song? I really don't understand that aspect of things. Um, so I think authenticity is very important right now in our world because of the fact that we've been through a pandemic and we've been through elections and we had to go through the whole George Floyd thing and stuff like that. That People need to something to gravitate to, to make them feel better. And I think music that comes from you, music that comes from me, and all other authentic writers helps people with that. And I think that's our superpower. We can actually help people with music. Um, do you feel that music can, can tend to heal people, you know, heal something in their lives? For sure. And I think the specificity of music is uh, what helps more. Because, you know, you can write a song about being upset or – you know, about sex and broad, broad wise. Yeah. A lot of people can relate to it, but if you talk about a specific moment within one of those, you know, topics of discussion, I feel like that is a lot more relatable and that can definitely heal someone better. Cause it's like, Oh, you went through my exact experience or you're feeling the exact same way that I was just feeling. So yeah, there's definitely a of comfort and support within hearing a song that's relatable to you. And what, and I asked you this yesterday, but what would you consider your so-called, let's say, genre, or what do you like to perform? Or what do you consider? You can create your own genre. So what would it be? What is it? It's alternative pop with R&B and rock influence. I like that. I like that a lot. You know, it's interesting. (laughs) I was having a conversation with somebody else and we were talking about adult contemporary, the genre, and that almost does not exist anymore. It's out there, but it almost doesn't exist. I mean, it's not even in the Grammy category. If you upload your music to like CD Baby 2 for AWOL or something like that, you don't even see adult contemporary in there. You have pop, you have singer, songwriter. You do have contemporary, but it's not called adult contemporary. So I think that more, the more that music is created, we're going to see more of a diverse um, 
list of names for genres. Do you agree? Yeah, because I I think I think the whole point of art is that it's based off feelings and emotions and you can't really categorize that or box that in. So genres as a whole when it comes to art doesn't really make a lot of logical sense. So it makes sense that there's going to be a bunch of different ways to categorize something because, you know, it's not everything is going to fit into this one box. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, we have such an amazing power to write songs and anything that we want. Now, I know with myself, I like to experiment with music. Like, I like, I go to my, I, I write lyrics, I don't play an instrument. However, I can come up with a melody, sing it in a voice recorder and say, okay, this is what I want it to sound. As I've grown as an artist, as a singer, songwriter, performer, I know which instruments that I want because I work with a fantastic producer as well that's taught me some, a lot along the way um, to bring about what I want. Now, so how do you go about creating your music? I know you, you play instruments, right? Uh, I'm self-taught, so I don't know if I would I see, you're one of those say genius. I play. You're one, you're one of those genius people. So... Um, <laughs> no, no, no. I have bought, if you saw the things that I've bought to learn how to play my smart keyboard that's been in a box for like a hundred years that I need to get out, uh, you'd be, you'd be shocked. Um, so what is, what is your process in creating your style of music? Like one of the things that I like to do is I'll go to my producer and say, well, I want the violin with this guitar. And I don't, it's like, has that ever been done? He said, well, you know, I've never heard that before. Let's try that. I know I created a song with two instruments that have never been paired together, and it made an interesting sound. Are you open to doing stuff like that as well? Well, I think when it comes to the production process, every song is an experiment because I go based off feeling and emotion, what sounds right in the moment, what feels like it sits in the world that I'm creating sonically. And so I kind of just, I just go with what feels right in the moment. And so it might end up sounding a little experimental. I know I, I wrote this one song where I considered it experimental pop is giving me uh, in the same world of like how sweetener by Ariana Grande is like experimental Mm -hmm. pop in a way where it's just like weird, but like it works in some way. And so that's how the song was feeling to me. I started showing it to other people, and they're like, no, this sounds like something I'd hear on the radio. And I'm like, interesting. Because to me, it feels like, I don't know. It, it was definitely a weird progression. I don't know how to describe it. I just, I, I definitely think that would be my most experimental song. Yeah, I just like creating new sounds. You know, I'm a voting member in the Recording Academy, and one year the VP of the awards or president of the awards department was talking about how it has become more difficult for them to decide where music goes because a lot of the the genres are meshing together. Um, And Mm so something might might be considered pop, but then it could go into alternative. So they're having a difficult situation because you can't necessarily have 
the same, let's say, album in another album category. You can't, they just don't allow that. Um, so it's very interesting how music is progressing throughout uh, these years. Um, it's just, it's very, 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 very interesting. Now, what do you prefer? Do you prefer a large venue or more intimate venue and why? So I'm going to say something weird. I prefer large venues because my fear is small crowds. I would rather be singing and performing in front of a hundred million thousand gazillion people than two mm-hmm. people. <laughs> you know what? The latter is more nerve wracking. You know what? You're absolutely correct. I think I, I feel the same way. I know that when I'm more in a more intimate setting, here's what's weird for me. If I'm in a more intimate setting, if I'm with my band, I'm not bothered I'm not bothered at all by it because I have people behind me. But when I'm in an intimate setting and it's just me and my instrumental tracks are playing, I'm like, I get nervous. It is, it is, it is so bizarre. It is so bizarre. And um, it's just weird. Did that, does, that, does that happen to you? Yeah, it's just I see everyone's eyes on me. <laughs> And I think a lot of times when you're in a smaller venue or intimate setting, the the vibe and the energy is more calm in a sense where everyone's just sort of nodding their head and focusing on what you're saying and what you're singing and what you're doing. Whereas in a larger venue, everyone's happy to be there and no one's really like hyper-focusing on you. They're right. just like here for a good time, you know? Yeah. So it takes yeah. the pressure off. I agree with you a hundred percent. It's just so interesting how how we both feel the same way about that. Now, when I am on a stage and people are out there in the audience, I can rock out. I feel good. So I understand that. And I, I, I agree with you a hundred percent. It's not like the eyes are on you. Um, you don't even see anybody's eyeballs. It just feels really good. Um, mm-hmm. so I completely understand that. Um, that's awesome. Now, what instrument did you self did you self teach yourself? A piano. I I'm not a self proclaimed piano player by any means. Most I know to do is chords. I mean, if you give me sheet music, I can figure it out and I can do it for you. But like, I confidently be able to be like, yeah, give me that sheet music and I'll perform this song for you. Yeah, I believe that you could do anything. That's the vibe that I'm getting. <laughs> I'm dead serious. I believe that you could do anything, and it would just turn out right. Because as we spoke yesterday, you really think about you think about stuff. You because really, you want things to turn out right. So you you're methodical. You're just like, okay, I do this. This is the outcome that I want, or potentially will come out, and stuff like that. So you're you're pretty awesome. That's what I think. Thank you. Well, I like to think about it. If if you're constantly putting your best foot forward, you're just gonna grow and right. get better. You know. Exactly. Exactly. Whew. All right, we're going to play your song, Company. Tell us what that's about. Oh my goodness. So, 
company is about that goal of talking to someone, learning so much about them, connecting on a few things, and then all of a sudden sort of getting bored, realizing you guys aren't a match, and then you sort of part ways, you're on your own for a little bit, then you start talking to someone else, and then you get to know each other, and the cycle continues over and over again. And the point of the song is this girl stepping back and being like, do I, this isn't enjoyable. Do I actually want to find someone? Do I want a relationship or do I just want a warm body? Do I just want company? Yeah. Sometimes you want that warm body, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) sometimes you gotta say no. Sometimes because the thing is that you want the warm body, but you really might not want to deal with that person. All right. Um, Let's play the song. Hold on. Now other places have right and others always have been told. So where do you and I belong? All I need is one less
audio jumble. I love that classic. I love oh I love that song. You know what? I could hear that in the film. I could hear it in a commercial. Hell, I could hear it in a documentary. I could hear it. You need to do sing. You have an amazing voice. It's very real, very authentic, very moving, very touching. I could just keep going on and on. It's very, 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 very good. Thank you. I really appreciate your comments. You definitely are supposed to be in music. That's for sure. <laughs> I love it. I'm going. Now, is that song that song on Spotify? Yeah, it's on all streaming platforms. All right. Well, now they're going to have to add it to some kind of cool playlist. Because oh it is. yeah, it's awesome. I like it. Um, that's another thing. Uh, so obviously, as artists, we're trying to get on <laughs> playlists. That you know, that's a hard thing to do. I know when I you know submit music and Spotify lets you pitch their editors. There's one song I could, didn't do it in time, but it is hard to get people. The, the bit curator, sorry, to get on uh, playlists. Um, do you try to get on playlists? I honestly did not become aware of playlisting until a few months ago. So oh, now really? I'm going to try to – when I released the company, I, I didn't know that you were supposed to submit it for to be playlisted. Yeah. I didn't know what thing was or anything like that. I had no marketing promotion or anything. I kind of just talked about it on my Instagram and social media and stuff and told people I knew and told them to tell their friends and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it was very much word of mouth within that. But it's still not on a few playlists, but I think it was just people who liked it and then added it. That is awesome. I love that. Now, if you could perform with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be and why? Ooh, I feel like I feel like Doja Cat and I would have a grand old time on stage. <laughs> Because every time I watch your performances, I'm like, you perform the way I perform. <laughs> so I feel like I feel like we'd have a grand old time. I'm sure that you would. Now, what is it about Doja Cat that you love? She is the epitome of what an artist should be. Her writing is so freaking clever and genius, honestly. And she's also being incredibly vulnerable while being clever and cheeky at the same time, which I love. I love mixing um, sexy with comedy. Right. (laughs) And vulnerable at the same time, and that's, like, the way that you go about it. And then she also produces as well, and she's got an ear for it, and she was self-taught within that. The way that she talks to her fans, the same way that I communicate with others. I mean, when she gets on the stage, she owns that stage. She performs like it's no one's business. Like she is top tier performer, and she's just she kills it in everything that she does, honestly. And like I don't know how anyone wouldn't stand Doja Cat, truly. Doja Cat, Doja Cat. Um, and you know it's just this year that I've heard of Doja Cat. I didn't really know who that was, and I said, oh, I it's, uh, I have a Peloton, and so they play her music. 
a lot on there. So she's like, okay, thank you, Debbie. Yeah, that's, that's how I learned. I'm killing myself on a Peloton. Let me tell you, during this pandemic, I must have eaten everything under the sun. And then after a while, I decided to get a Peloton to remove it. Yeah, you know what? During the pandemic, I mean, you know, that COVID weight is real. Pandemic weight is real. Because you sit there, you eat stuff, and you're not, you're not, you're like, ah, you know, it's not going to affect me. Hell no, that, that stuff was right on my booty. So, yes, I got on my Peloton. <laughs> I do it two hours a day. Yeah, I'm kind of crazy. Oh, wow. Um, Kudos to so, you, you know? Yeah, but I had, yeah, I had to be dedicated. So let me tell you, before the pandemic, I used to teach aerobics at I used to, like, work out every single day. And I was working out during the pandemic, but not as hard. And so, you know, I wasn't going to the gym and stuff like that. And then my priority was music. So I was so focused on the music. I wasn't really doing things as hard as I should. And then I got the Peloton. I'm like, okay, I'm back. Natalie's back. She's getting in gear. Um, I, and I do it more for, yeah, I do it more for health health reasons and stuff like that. Um, so that's me. That's- so what is coming up for you? I know there's well, something big, 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 big. I have a single coming out on the 22nd. Yeah. But don't you have something big, big that you're working on? I also on? have an album coming out in the future. Mm-hmm. That one is the secretive one. Yeah. That one's still on the DL for right now. Uh, yeah, it's on the DL. It's like creeping up on the DL, but I'm excited for that. <laughs> just because I just listened to your song and I think it's amazing. Um, What are the most useful resources that you've used that have just worked out well for you uh, during this whole music career? Uh, People, honestly. uh, Just the the people that I've met that have come into my life, I, I sort of just knowledge they could give me and and try to learn the most I could out of all of them and that's definitely what's helped me the most mm. Mm. that's awesome and what about people in your life who has been the most supportive in your life um well my parents are always very supportive of what I do so I guess they would be the most supportive that is awesome. It's good to have, you know, not many, it's funny, not many people have supportive um, family members. And it's interesting because they, they, when you come up to them, you say, you know, I'm going to be an artist. And they look at you side, sideways, like, and is that going to pay the bills? Um, but, you know, I, I, kudos to the family members, friends, people that just support, you know, people that want to get into the arts. This is a hard business. But if you truly believe in yourself and you're determined and you work hard at it, so many beautiful things can happen uh, for you. Um, so I'm glad that you have a supportive network. Um, what yeah, but I mean, you know, they, they go out of their way to mention if I wanted to change career paths. <laughs> I am more than willing to do that at any moment. <laughs> you know, they definitely make a point of saying that to me each month. <laughs> want to do this thing because you know now luckily for me you know I uh my father's in the music business he's a famous Haitian singer so he already knew you know if this is what she wants to do 
um, then she should go for it. My mom always tells me, um, uh, oh, you need to be a lawyer because I'm always defending and fighting for people. She's like, you come up with the best <laughs> solutions for everything. Oh, my gosh. And nine times out of ten, I won't get my way. But still, um, if I had the time and the energy and the brain power to be able to sit in a classroom and go to law school and stuff like that, I would do it. Um, but I just don't have the energy. I just don't. And in December, and, and it's weird. In December, I, I got COVID and I got sick, and um, and I, I have brain fog and all that stuff. And so it's like certain things are just more difficult for me. Like my friend Nikki and I and some other people have a showcase this weekend in, in New York City, and I'm like, I'll, I'll sing the songs and and prepare for them here, and I remember them, but I have this fear of forgetting the lyrics, and the lyrics are coming with me. And it's all because of the the COVID brain. The it's just it's just ridiculous. People think that it's not real, but that 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 doo doo is real. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, that's okay. You know, it's it's life. It's life right now. That's all I can say about that. Now, one of the questions that I did ask you on IG Live is. You know, obviously during the pandemic, people had time to think about a lot of things in their lives. Um, you know, self-evaluate about how they want to perceive what they want to do um, with their music. So what is it that you, what is your goal, your main goal with your music? Uh, putting it out there. I feel like I've been holding on to it for so long that I'm really excited to see what happens when I release it finally and put it out into the world yeah no yeah isn't that the so what is the best feeling for you is it when you finish recording a song and you hear it back or is it when it goes out on all the platforms for everybody to hear I mean, when I finish a song, like, it's fully mixed and mastered, and I listen back to it, you know, I have my own personal emotional experience with that. But I think it's right when you release it for other people, and all of a sudden, you know, it's no longer me and my world. It's now everyone else gets to be in that world, too. So it's just, it's interesting. It's not really something I've I've truly experienced, because the last two singles that I've released, mm-hmm. they're, you know, they touch on vulnerability slightly, but it's still, like, distant enough from me that I'm not super emotionally affected by the songs, whereas these ones, you know, they're, they're really hitting home. So, yeah, I'm excited to see what happens. Yeah, I'm always excited once the song is done, and then I, when it's done, I'll you know I have it on my phone and I'll play it over and over and over and over and over again because I want to you know I I don't put anything out that I don't love, but well I love it when the song comes out right and it, and it's just amazing and awesome and it's okay to love your own music. I always tell people if you cannot listen to your music on repeat for a hundred times over, don't put it out. I can do that. I can look at my videos on YouTube and say, oh, you go, girl. You did your thing. I can do that. I think you you, you should be your biggest fan. You should be your biggest supporter. Um, 100%. Yeah. Because you are it. You if you can't support yourself. That's right. You are it. You are the product. You are what you're pushing out there. So 
Oh my gosh, people, you gotta, you gotta do that. Now, what advice would you give your younger self if you could have? <laughs> I would not talk to my younger self. I'd let oh. her do her thing. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, nope, I'm not telling you anything. Because I know anything I tell her, she's not going to listen to me. She's she's so stubborn, you know. She would It would be going in one ear and out the other. And she wouldn't even be making eye contact with me as I'm talking. I like that answer. You know what? The answer is so honest. You're just like, there's nothing <laughs> to tell her because I know her. She's not going to listen to anything I have to say. She's going to do her own thing, and she's just going to have to learn the hard way. <laughs> yep. Got to figure it out for herself. I actually, I love that. I love that. Now, what is, um, what do you love most about being in the music industry? Connection that it brings with other people uh, when they listen to my music. When I get feedback from others talking about how they've been listening to the song of mine that I post on Instagram on repeat, or when they're down, they'll they'll pull up this uh, song I post on Instagram or this or that because um, it, it helps them with their emotions and stuff like that. That's, I think, one of the best feelings in the world of just, you know, because obviously you connect with other artists' music, right. but having someone do their own music is is for sure. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I get it. I get it. Uh, I love the feeling of when you're performing in you just look out into the audience when you can look out into the audience and you just see their reaction or um, when somebody says to you, Oh my God, I love that song that really affected my life. Now you told us on IG tell us here about this story about the person that actually heard you play a song and it really affected them. Oh yeah. Uh, Pre pandemic, I was living in a dorm. So you're never really alone. And there was this sort of, room that people could go to to hang out in and I went around the corner where the piano was and I wrote a song and there was some girl there that I was you know friendly with at the time uh but we were more just acquaintances and she asked if she could come over and just listen to me play the song because she was just really touched by it and then throughout the pandemic year she would just send me videos occasionally being like, hey, just want to remind you, I'm still thinking about that song. And she would just say some very positive, uplifting things um, that really got me through some of the rough times while I was in this pandemic here. Mm. See? Don't you love your superpower? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you do. You just never know how a song is going to hit somebody. You just never, now you always see people out there singing in the streets and people just stop and they listen, they love the songs. You just don't know. People don't understand the whole aspect of timing, I believe. Because at that moment, that person needed that song and they got what they needed and it helped them throughout whatever they were going through. And so when you put out your music, you just don't know how that's going to affect thousands of people out there. And it'll affect them for good. It'll be something that they needed at that time. So I just find that um, amazing that we can, um, that we can do that. I, I, I just, I just love it. I love the superpower. I'm going to write, I'm going to write, I'm going to get a t-shirt that says, 
Music is my superpower. <laughs> now, if you had get a mug, it is good I'll get you one. You and I can. <laughs> Thank you. We, you and I can both wear the same T-shirt. Um, now, if you had a huge budget, <laughs> where would that money go in regards to? What would you want to do with it in regards to your music? Music videos, probably. I would mm-hmm. want to uh, really bring justice to my whole uh, visual uh, different stuff like that. I mean, it's it just. Uh, where I am in my career right now, it, it doesn't make uh, a lot of sense as to where, you know, I, I'm going to place my the majority of the money in my budget to alternative areas instead of a music video. But, you know, definitely in the future, when I have an unlimited budget, mm. that will that'll be super fun. Now. <clears throat> I like that. I like that. I definitely. Music videos are very important um, if you have a budget. But now, now if you have like an iPhone 12 or iPhone 13, because they're starting to get on my nerves, because every time you think you got the latest phone, they have to come up with another one. Um, I know that Selena Gomez, one of her last videos, she she did it all on her iPhone 12. And so I think um, everybody can have a great video. I think if you cannot afford to do a video, you do a lyric video. Um, lyric videos are very popular right now. Or you do what I, I've used this person on Fiverr. And what she does is that, you know, I'll tell her the concept and she'll go online or I don't know where she goes. And she grabs different videos so that it fits the narrative. And so, boom, bam, I have a video and people can see it. And I've done that for a song I did on veteran homelessness, on immigration, um, I did a lyric video for uh, my song I Am and stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, anybody can do a video. I mean, you could do a, a lyric video on iMovie. You can do it yourself just to have something. Um, now that I'm talking about this, I need to do it. There will be six songs that I just released because I'm on drugs. Um, <laughs> just to have something that's out there so that people can just see and they can sing along with and stuff like that. Um this music business is so much to do. Um, but eventually, do you think that with a new single coming out, you might do like a lyric video or a music video for it? Um, maybe after the album comes out, we'll okay. start creating some visual film things. Because I'm, I'm an actor as well, and film and movies have my heart. So mm. film with music is something that's very dear to my heart and if I'm going to do it I want to do it right you know right. Mm-hmm. no yeah. I get that want to, yeah. you heard it here Liv Byrne does it all <laughs> oh my goodness my goodness well Liv thank you so much for being on chatting with Nat I had I enjoyed talking to you live on uh, Instagram live and I've learned a lot more about you here on the podcast. Um, I will follow you. Maybe be a little stalkerish um, because I love your music. <laughs> Can't wait to see your name in light. Well, thank you so much for having me on. Please stalk me. We love a good cyber stalk moment. Um, 
and yeah, I really appreciate all of your commentary on my music and all of your uplifting feedback. Anytime. Thank you so much. All right, everybody, that was chatting with Nat with singer-songwriter-producer Liv Byrne. Um, You can find her on Spotify, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. Um, She's just amazing. She is I am Liv Byrne. Stalk her, too. You're going to love her music. You heard it here. (laughs) Until next time on Chatting with Nat. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard.